Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash tells the story of a boy growing up with the emasculating name of Sue. After he was born, Sue's father runs off never to be seen again. Until one fateful day, Sue runs into his father at a bar. From here, Sue becomes violent and swears to kill his father for giving him the name. He describes the fight as one of the toughest he's ever fought, kicking like a mule and biting like a crocodile. The fight soon comes to an end when they both pull guns, pointed at one another. His father tells Sue that the world is a rough place, and if a man is going to make it, well, he has to be tough. Since he wasn't going to be around to help his son be tough, giving the name Sue would either force him to be, or he'd end up dead. Well, my daddy left home when I was three, didn't leave very much to my ma and me, except this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. He run and hid, but the meanest thing that my daddy ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Looking past what can only be described as extremely poor parenting, the name is what made Sue who he was on the outside. But on the inside, he was a passionate, caring, and thoughtful person by putting down his gun and calling his father Paul for the first time. I got all choked up and threw down my gun I called him a pawn, he called me a son I come away with a different point of view It was his name that made him into being a rough and tumble brute willing to go to any ends to defend it even in spite of being called Sue A name can be lost in translation faster than it's coined It can lose focus, be buried under a bunch of other names It can split people into groups for reasons they weren't even sure existed. Cause fear, anger, violence. It makes you wonder what the words really mean. Like indie game. What does indie game mean anyway? And if I ever have a boy, I think I'll just name him John Carter. <laughs> He went and called me Sue. What are indie games? It's a title you see all over the place. Not just in video games, but music, movies, books. The label indie comes with connotations that separates itself from categories like big media or mega corporation. Indie brings thoughts of small, focus-driven, and passionate. Driven beyond all doubt and reason to create something that would normally fall to a cutting room floor. Sometimes laughed at, ridiculed, and easily forgotten. The shedding of blood, sweat, and tears just to create something out of nothing. And hopes that someone will appreciate your hard work. But for video games... The term is taken on a different meaning. 
For a video game, the term indie gets thrown around so much that it becomes something less of a word. For those who are on the surface, indie stands for 2D platformer and poor 8-bit graphics. Sadly, this description does fit a large amount of games. But if you are a developer in the industry, it could be self-published, self-marketed, and zero creative restraint. Indie gives you the freedom to create something new, different. It allows you the space to move outside the normal boundaries of publisher requirements and reach an audience that has been waiting to be reached. Indie games make the rules they play by and have to work harder to get noticed, front stage attention, and fight day in and day out for a spot in the limelight. Creating a singular definition isn't that simple. Jake McGee of the Gazette wrote of another popular video game series that's taken the community by storm and begging for another sequel, even though it's been 10 years since the last iteration. The critically and commercially looted Half-Life 2 would be considered an independent game because it was developed and published by the same company, Valve. However, most people wouldn't consider Half-Life 2 or any other game made by Valve to be indie. Why? Well, for several reasons. For one, the company is worth millions. The games have incredible production value. The team making these games is enormous. Even though Half-Life 2 and other Valve games are developed and published by the same company, that spirit of independence doesn't exist, simply because the company is so massive and successful. Not that success takes away from a game's indiness. McGee goes on to cite Minecraft as another example of an indie game, an open sandbox world from a no-name developer that runs for about 30 bucks has led the creator, Marcus Notch Persons, to become a billionaire in the industry. Telltale, popular for such titles as The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, is also considered an indie developer, yet has made huge connections with extremely well-known properties to create games that have bolstered millions of dollars. Can they be seen as indie too? It's this label that's been the cause of much turmoil in the gaming industry as well. Those who see the word indie negatively will simply dismiss it as a low-class, unimportant, or simply a clone of something else. A majority of these consists of the current player drive of modern gaming. Satcom ready. Call of Duty, Halo, and Madden are extremely popular franchises and have gained millions of dollars of profit and hundreds of thousands of copies sold. And boy, do they need it. I grew up quick and I grew up mean. But I grew up quick and I grew up mean. My fist got hard, my wits got keen, and roamed from town to town to hide my shame. 
By having a separation of the publisher and developer, one will always weigh heavier than the other when it comes to what stays in and what is taken out from the final project. The publisher is the one who has laid their money on the line to make this game happen. Their name will be plastered all over PR materials, commercials, and packaging. For a publisher to regain their investment, they are tied to using tried and true gameplay mechanics and plot devices because they have seen that these things have worked in the past with great success. Not only that, they are typically trying to recoup expenses that were lost in other games that didn't have the drive that they were hoping for. Sadly, this is when a good idea gets cut from the final product, either due to time restraints or budget loss. Is there such a thing as the spirit of indie games? Surely they take more chances on experimental gameplay mechanics than any AAA developer would as we've discussed, but does that make them indie games? A game like Quop would never have been made by Activision or Take-Two Interactive, yet Nintendo has shown that they are up for radically different ideas with creating games like Pikmin and Chibi-Robo. Yet Sony would never create an Escape the Room game or a Cookie Clicker. But even milestones in the indie community such as Braid, if you take away its time-reversing mechanic, still has you climbing on ladders and jumping on Goombas just like the Mario Brothers. So does that make half of these games indie and the others not? Could it be a I'll know it when I see it when deciding when it's indie and when it isn't? Developers have also taken sides on the indie label, so much in fact that it made big moves and news headlines. In June of 2009, Microsoft rebranded their community marketplace as Indie Marketplace, claiming that due to feedback from developers that was releasing contact on the Xbox 360, it looked like Microsoft was putting what they considered good indie games like Braid and Geometry Wars under the Microsoft Live Arcade section, where the less desirable were headed for the new and improved Indie Marketplace. The backlash comes from developers who feel that this new name implies that all indie games are bad. That if there's an indie game section, it should include the good ones from Live Arcade as well. On the other hand, the developers who created the community games are happy with the change because they can capitalize on the positive press that good indie games are getting and they don't have to keep explaining what community games are. However, without a concrete definition of what indie means, there is no way to neatly resolve this problem. Suffice to say, the label of indie has been thrown around so much that it starts to lose its luster, except for marketing purposes. On the surface, indie is seen just not as good as shelf-bought games. They have become synonymous to deals and sales to attract potential buyers. 
As much as people want to complain about the price of video games, it's actually never been cheaper to play. Even with $60 games you find on store shelves at your local GameStop or EB Games, the advancements of Steam and Humble Bundle allows anyone to play for as little as 99 cents a game. I got all choked up and threw down my gun. Well, I got all choked up and threw down my gun. I called him a pawn. He called me a son. I come away with a different point of view. After much of my research, I've come to the conclusion that the term indie is dead. Yet, it's a necessary evil. For anyone who's been watching the gaming scene in the past few years have noticed that AAA developers seem to have a lot of issues and seem to be a train of constant disappointment. Missed release dates, simple features that now come out and paid DLC, or games that the community want, only to see them canceled for no reason as to why. There needs to be something that separates us from them. Because that is always the battle. David and Goliath. The small business versus the mega corporation. It shows an uphill fight, and if successful, It'll be a Cinderella story of battling against all odds to come out on top. So what does indie game mean anyway? Everything and nothing. It's a requirement of separation and a side you have to choose. For me, it's the essence of trying something on your own or with a couple of friends. It's a dream that you've had since you were a kid playing video games and planning on someday doing this as a career before you even knew what that meant. It means keeping your Super NES on all night because there isn't any save states or passwords for continuing. It means taking a critical look at your favorite game and wondering how you could make it better. There will be a time in your life that will harken back to when you were a kid and had these hopes and dreams to create something that you used to doodle on in your notebooks during study hall or talk to your friends about with level design, possible boss patterns, and plot points. It's a plan. It's a hope. It's a moment in time. And the time for indie games is now. I'm Eric M. Hunter, and this has been The Time for Indie Games is Now. For all of the links and articles of games that I've discussed in this episode, check out my website, ericmhunter.net. And thank you for listening.